Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be with you. I'm so happy you are listening. I'm feeling really, really good today. And I hope you are too. Gosh, it's a beautiful day. Oh my gosh, I love winter in Arizona. I'm hoping that you love winter wherever you are. There's beauty to be found everywhere. Well, I feel like I say this every time I have a new podcast. I'll say, oh, I'm so excited about my topic today, but I really am excited about this subject. It's special. It's a little bit different. Um, One of my listeners approached me and said, you know, I noticed all of your podcasts are mostly to kind of the victims. That's maybe the wrong word, but to the people who have experienced a lot of hurt. He was wondering if I could address people who were kind of truly the fault in their marriage or relationship breaking up. Now, I truly believe that it takes two. There's two people there, no matter what one of them does. But I understand what he was saying. So he's talking about addressing the people who have made like a major mistake, who have kind of been the cause, who know that it was their actions that led to the ultimate breakup. And so that's the audience that I am targeting today. But hopefully anyone will listen because I truly feel like the things that I have to say can help anybody, first of all. And number two, if you know someone who has done things that they regret, and as a result, their relationship has broken up because of it, that you can point them in the right direction and help uh, because they are hurting. They are hurting too, if not more. Now, it's interesting. A lot of times I think, well, the people that truly need to listen are not listening. You know, the people who have committed the the crime, so to speak, are not the ones who are listening. The people who need to be here or there aren't there. You know, you've heard, oh, they, they're the ones that need to be at church. Well, they're not at church. Or they're the ones that need to be at the addiction recovery meeting or at the AA meeting, but they are not there. There's a reason. Because Well, I've addressed it before, uh, people who are narcissists, number one, will never know they are narcissists, or never even think they are, or never admit they are. And there's so many other reasons. Uh, Addicts, why one of the steps to recovery is just an acceptance, just knowing that that's what you are, recognizing it and coming into awareness is so huge because whatever you're addicted to is like breathing. You have to have it. So you will do anything to convince yourself that you have to have that and you won't want to stop the behavior. You see what I'm saying? So I just hope that this can reach anyone who may feel that they have been the one, that their actions are what ended the relationship. And I feel for you and I truly want the best for you. So I hope what I say helps. So first off, even if you did something super dumb, okay, I said it earlier, it still takes two. There's still that other person who could forgive you, who could have chosen to stay, 
or maybe they did many, many times, and now they can't take it anymore, and they're walking. So, but we all do things, okay? We all do things we regret. We do things that are completely out of character, but I'm not here to tell you why you do it. That's for a therapist. I'm just here to help you in the future. And another thing, you're not a bad person, okay? So you may feel that way because of what your actions and the subsequent actions of other people cause. You know, you can look at it and say, I'm such a bad person. I mean, I did this. I did this. This action catapulted their decisions. Well, they are people too with their own choices. That's actually wrong. You did something. Then they chose to decide their path from that point. Okay, so you are not a bad person. Maybe you made a really stupid mistake and a very bad choice but you're not a bad person and everybody has their own choices to make. So we have to accept responsibility though, okay? And so I want to list four things that kind of go in that category of accepting that responsibility first. So number one is even though I did this, I'm still a worthwhile person, all right? So I just I just said it before kind of as a preface that you're not a bad person. And even though this happened, you're still worthy. You're still worthy of love. You're still worthy of acceptance. And you can come into that love and acceptance while accepting that responsibility. Okay? It's kind of cool because it's like once you accept that responsibility, it's kind of like, okay, well, I did that. I cannot change it. But you know what? You can only change what you can do Now, from this point on, and if you start with realizing that you are worthy of love and acceptance, then that will help in getting yourself back up, okay? Number two, choose to forgive the other person for their part, okay? So it's interesting because this is kind of flipped, We always talk about the victim, you know, the person that was cheated on or the person that dealt with addiction um, from their spouse or, or whatever. But no, I'm talking about the person that did something big or whatever. Maybe it was tons of tiny actions, um, that led to the relationship breaking up, but that person actually forgiving the partner for deciding to leave or forgiving the partner for maybe things they said. I know that if my husband was to like cheat on me, which he never will, right? <laughs> but uh, I, I could see myself saying a lot of terrible things to him, okay? And, and I know that happens very frequently. So you, if you've done something, you need to forgive the other person. Set them free. Let them be happy for their choices. Be happy for whatever they're deciding to do. Wish love upon them. Just set them free in that aspect of, I want the best for you. If you truly love someone, and that's their decision, is to leave you and do these things and this happen, then you will want the best for them. So it's all with this love as your inner guide, your inner force. Okay, now with that love, number three comes, forgive yourself. 
To me, this is the hardest thing. The Bible, Christ talks about forgiving 70 times 7 for other people, you know, but do we do this for ourselves? We are the hardest on ourselves. So to start forgiving yourself, you have to start realizing what you're saying to yourself. You have to be kind to yourself. You need to break the pattern that if you start saying really bad self-talk, a destructive self-talk, you need to first of all stop it. Then you need to say something, jump up. You can say the 54321. Then you replace it with something you're grateful for about yourself. You know, we've talked about stopping our patterns before. And then you celebrate. So that's how you stop a pattern. But you've got to notice the words you're saying to yourself and start by being kind to yourself. Then number four is accept the fact that you'll be sad right now and you're hurting, but that it's a phase. It will pass. I promise you, whether you're on the victim end of the spectrum or on the feeling like you hurt someone end, it will, all right, as you're working on it. So don't do anything further that will harm yourself. Now, this is the problem that I see a lot. So someone has made a big mistake. From that action, it has caused their marriage or relationship to break up. The marriage ends, things happen, and you feel so bad that you did that, that you continue to do more harmful things. Now, have you heard the saying, there's nowhere to go but up? I've heard that a lot, but I'm sorry, this isn't true. A lot of times you can still go further down. And uh, Tony Robbins calls this pattern, there, there's this crazy eight pattern that he describes. And what it is, is you feel depressed and you're really connecting with yourself. And then you get mad at yourself and angry at whatever situation. So you turn, kind of do a figure eight to the other side of the spectrum. Now you're angry and mad and, and you're using whatever and to try to get back at someone or whatever. And then you go back to being sad and then you go back to being mad and then you go back to being sad. But he says, but how you spin out of it, you can either up, go up or down. And going down is destructive actions. People do it with addiction. People do it watching too much TV, hurting, saying negative things, blaming, betting, drinking. You know, there's many, many things of that downward spiral. Or you can choose to get out of your crazy eight by going up, doing things that will truly fuel your spirit. All right. And so that's what I want to talk about next is how we can go up from here, how we can pull ourselves out. And there's some very basic, basic things that you can do. So here, so after you take responsibility, you're trying to realize and love yourself. You're forgiving the other person and yourself and realizing that this is just a phase. So don't do anything further dumb. <laughs> then you're going to want to start these basic steps toward healing. Number one, get enough sleep. Sleep is super important. It is important to our functioning. It is important to how we feel. It is important to our emotions. It is important to our basic human needs. Sleep. Number two, exercise. Okay, I'm going super basic on this, but how many times have you heard the benefits of exercise? 
How many times have I talked about physiology and moving your body and what that can do to your emotional state? There's too many benefits, you guys, to not be doing this. So number two, exercise. Find time to. Number three, eat well. All right, don't be putting a bunch of crap into your body. You want to feel better in all aspects? Start eating better. Number four, get your support team going. Okay, so who's your support team? Get a best friend who's non-judgmental, who can help you through. Kind of a person you can go places with. Um, if you can't find that, get a counselor or and get a counselor. Getting one always will help if it's a good one. Number five, get out and be social, okay? Don't be sitting at home watching your romance category on Netflix. What that does is it just fuels that sadness, and you start replaying your sad story about your breakup in your mind. And why would anybody, if asked, want to go back and watch like the saddest movie they've ever seen? No. They don't want to repeat it. They don't want to sit there for hours and and watch that movie again. It's the same idea. Why go back and replay in your mind that sad, sad story? Okay, so get out. Be social. Number six, focus on work, projects, your children. Basically, what I'm saying is get a different focus. Focus on that good part of your life. Pour your soul into it. Pour your soul into your children, if you have it. Pour your soul into your work. Get a project. Get something you can do. Number seven, don't jump into a rebound relationship, please, okay? Take some time to commit to yourself. And if you have a problem, if addiction is what caused your marriage to eventually break down, make sure you're going to your meetings. Make sure you have a sponsor. Make sure you have a counselor. Make sure you're doing everything that you need to do to heal and to get better and to make sure that it's handled and won't be repeated until you get into another relationship. It's called working on ourselves. If addiction wasn't the problem, think of what was. Work on it. Get help. There's so many resources. So easy to find. Okay. And then number eight, our spiritual relationship. Get connected with God in any way that you do. All right? Go to church. Read your scriptures. Pray. Do the things that you know will bring you closer to God. And He is who can heal you. He is who can take that pain away where you can feel that true forgiveness as you're working on forgiving yourself. That's the part that can truly set you free. All right. So just to repeat real quick, sleep, exercise, eat well, get your support team going, get out and be social, focus on work and children and projects, don't jump into any rebound relationships, and number eight, get spiritual, get connected to God. And lastly, before I close, I just want to share something I recently learned and saw. And I truly love it so much. It is for everyone. And so, as I said at the beginning, it takes two. It takes two in a relationship. 
no matter if you were the one being acted upon or you were the one acting in some negative fashion, it takes two. My advice is take responsibility for your part in it. No matter what it is, no matter if you think it's big or if you think it's small, don't play the blame game. Even if it's a huge obvious blame, still don't do it. I recently saw a small quote from Gary Vaynerchuk. He will tell you how it is. I'll tell you that if you're going to him for some sort of sympathy, don't ever expect that. He will tell you flat out, cut and dry. He just said, accept responsibility for every single action, everything that has happened in your life. If you can do that, that's where true change can occur. That's where growth can start. So, gosh, I love that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Many people have huge past blames that they can't get over. They'll, they'll blame their parents for not spending enough time with them or, or feeling like they were abused. Maybe they were flat out abused. But if you're going to do that, then you better blame them for all the good too. Like how you grew because of it. What type of person you became because of it. And Tony Robbins calls this conscious blaming. So, for example, there was a woman who stood up at one of his events. She said, I blame my father for ignoring me, for putting me in a corner as a three-year-old girl, for not spending enough time with me, for not giving me the attention that I needed. Because of him, I have poor relationships with men, and I have this and I have that. She just went on and on and on. And he said, okay, well, if you're going to do that, now you have to blame him for all the good. Who are you today? because of him. Are you stronger? And she's like, yes. And then she started listing off the type of person she was because of his actions, because of the man he was. So we need to blame them consciously. If you're going to blame them for all the bad, blame them for all the good too, because they helped make you into the person that you are. So blame them for those positive conscious things that we can blame them for. I hope that makes sense. And one last thing I promise to the people who feel that they were at fault, I want you to close your ears, plug your ears to what others may be saying for the next little while. As you are trying to better your life, as you are trying to put it back together and see a new future and truly work on these things, you may have to plug those ears a bit. If you have any problems dealing with judgment, go back to my prior podcast where I talk about it. And I hope that truly helps because sometimes the haters be hating, but that's okay because you're going to rise above it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Have a great day and remember, make it what you want. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. And come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.